Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, we're joined by one of the best. You've seen her in Children's Hospital, Medical Police, The Goldberg, Bill and Ted Face the Music, and you will see her soon alongside Dana Dute in the hit film, The Donor Party. She is, and she told me to say this, America's Sweetheart. Please welcome Erin Hayes. Oh, thank you for including America's Sweetheart. I also yeah. accept star of screen and smaller screen. And coming to us live from her closet. Uh, me and my coats are here to talk about food. <laughs> uh, it's the only place. I don't, you were like, you find some place that's not echoey. I'm like, put, let's go in where I keep all my fabrics. Meanwhile, didn't you just because we were we were we were on a movie together and we're in a, hit, a hit movie apparently it's a soon to be hit so excited it's already a it's hit a soon to be hit and uh, we were talking real estate because I'm trying to buy a place yeah and your husband is in the contracting business and you were talking about how you found this house and you made it your own and you made what you wanted your dream home but you couldn't build like a an office like a, an office for podcasting this was six years ago. What? I thought I was going to be doing podcasts in my closet. Like (laughs) I used to go to people (laughs) and do podcasts where people recorded and none of this like um, here's the thing. I actually didn't see this whole global pandemic thing coming. I had no clue. You apparently yeah. you were smart enough, so I'm sure you're gonna put I a was... whole new podcast room in your new house. Yeah, I was prepared. I knew it was coming. But we're just a bunch of ding dongs over here in Highland Park. You're a bunch of ding dongs. Yeah. Speaking of ding dongs, because there's yeah. so many of them in your fridge. <laughs> Actually, no, there's no ding dongs in the fridge. But you guys can see Aaron's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. We'll be putting it on blast. But now let me share the screen and let us take a look, Aaron. Ugh. Gross. This is your fridge now. It's so gross. It's not so gross. You just, it's so much sauce. You've what got, is with all the sauces, right? What's with all the sauces? <laughs> <laughs> it's like this whole, it's an enormous fridge. It's one of the double doors, you know, that both open up, you know, uh, and, and invite you in. But you basically have one liter of liquid just like <laughs> distributed amongst like 70 jars. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right here's all right the, here's the truth we are a family of four with a myriad of sauce needs also yeah we have people over to like barbecue a lot you know like mm. we are the friends with the pool so summertime and we're big on like byo barbecue 
Like you yeah. bring everything that's needed. So then what's left at our house is set 7,000 sauces. Like what is even, but there's like, you'll notice down in the corner, there's the Valley of Mustards. Yes. <laughs> Where, there's, there's there because, you know, uh, we, like the kids want a yellow mustard. We would need a Dijon to make a uh, Caesar salad dressing, but I like my sausages with the honey mustard. And then you're going to need, if you have one Dijon, why not have three? Right? That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what the Dijon people say. And then we all have different pickle needs too. If you go up in there, I mean, that's not even a sauce, but there's just so no. many different kinds of pickles back there. There's a lot of pickles. And actually, the other interesting thing on this row, on the pickle row with the bon maman, you got the bon maman. Oh, right. The bon maman jelly. The jelly. You, this is also interesting here. You have a <laughs> large sour cream followed by a small sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> right next to each other. What we do, Dan, is my husband goes to the grocery store and then I go to the grocery store and apparently we never talk because that is two from what was four. It was yes. four sour creams at like three weeks ago. <laughs> so much sour cream. There's also probably one hiding in the cheese drawer down below. Yes, this looks like... Yeah. We also have it like looks five like, cream cheeses right now. Too. This looks like the fridge of two people co-parenting who never communicate. Uh, like, oh, like we're living in like a, what's it when you have the nest house and then the parents <laughs> just come and go? Right. Like you two, you and your husband have been divorced for five years. You don't want to tell the kids. <laughs> We're just we just are always busy at night. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh what is this jar of like looks like yellowish curry type no. something in a jar? It You're looks homemade. way off. It is okay, homemade. Well. It is a chimichurri sauce that my husband made. It is one of his greatest skills. Hold on. That is I'm gonna push back. Yeah, yeah. Chimichurris are usually green. Well, Why is this? A yellow chimichurri. I just think maybe the coloring is off. Not in the oh, chimichurri, really? but with our eyeballs. Okay, got it. Like got if it. you got in, if you actually got up close and personal with that chimichurri, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, it's green. He also, but he does use a lot of olive oil. Oh, okay, got it. It's an olive oil heavy chimichurri. It's yeah, but it's so good. My daughter will, the fifteen year old will um make toast and then just spoon it on there. I love chimichurri. I always say it's the best. Like go-to condiment to have but it's just yeah. funny that you have 75 <laughs> sauces in here and then you have a homemade sauce too yeah because we need more sauce yeah we'll usually have a homemade caesar salad dressing in there too which actually we do right now i just made it after i took this picture do you use uh, anchovies in your caesar salad dressing yes i don't like yeah. anchovies but i'd use it in the dressing his husband uh his husband his is me <laughs> you guys are co-parenting we know <laughs> He want, left you for a man. Uh, I wonder what his name is. Um, <laughs> my husband's mother passed down this Caesar salad dressing recipe. And uh, other than the fact that she's not much of like a garlic user, which we uh, we add a ton of garlic to it. So she passed it like that. Like that's what she left in the will. She was like, I got she, no money. She's still here. <laughs> she's still oh, she's here. Still, <laughs> uh, I thought she died and was like, this is, no. I bequeath to you my Caesar salad. And you're like, that's it? Didn't she own real estate? Didn't <laughs> yeah. she? <laughs> Isn't there a house in Tahoe? Good. Yeah. Because I don't even get a portion of that. I know he's child number six, but uh, harsh. Yeah, I uh, know. You get the recipe. And the recipe is like just, it's just like a copy and pasted from Ina Garden's yeah. cookbook. <laughs> it's Sunset Magazine from 1972. Uh, no, she's still around, but she they did do something very sweet and hand wrote this whole book of recipes. That's cool. And she's an amazing baker. So we use all of the, like the cakes and the, um, the things like that very often yeah you look it looks like you cook this is the fridge of someone who cooks a lot and who yeah, but eats it's, at home a lot eats at home we do because we you know we have kids and uh so as much as we want to go out for every single meal we're like we should make food it's just all the time it's all like this whole eating thing <laughs> is really gets on my nerves <laughs> it takes so it. much time but it's so it's like ugh, dinner I got to think about dinner every day, like 
every ugh. so we're trying not to we try not to eat out so, as much as we want to someone needs a private chef a private I, chef i have got to get more rich get myself a <laughs> private chef <laughs> What is what is this in front of the sour cream? There's a ball of some sort. Is that a? <laughs> it looks like an avocado pit or a lone plum. Listen, I'm thinking about eating that plum. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so it's a lone plum that made it from the crisper onto a shelf, just to just to keep it, you know, so that it's on your mind, so you know it's not going to go bad. I don't want to forget about it. Also, in one of those Tupperwares is half an orange I'm thinking about finishing. <laughs> this one here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I put oranges in my smoothies. Uh, or really? I put, I put a bit of citrus in my smoothies. I feel like citrus is not a very smoothieable fruit. Oh, that's where you're wrong. You know what the best citrus for a smoothie is that what? I have my friends bring me presents of um, is kumquats free if you know that yeah like Brittany has a friend who has like one kumquat tree in los angeles that goes crazy and they're like yeah. what do i do with all of these goddamn kumquats <laughs> you get wash them and stick dry them stick them in the freezer so that like with the skin on whole and then you throw like five of those in a smoothie with some spinach and banana and like almond milk and protein powder and whatnot and it's very very tasty wow that might be the only good use of a kumquat I've ever heard in my life. I love a kumquat. I will grab one off of any tree I pass and stick it in my mouth. Dirt and all. Bring it on. Really? Yeah. You don't You don't like them? Are you supposed to eat the skin of them? Yeah. You pop the whole thing in your mouth and eat the whole really? thing. And it's sour for like a second and then it gets sweet. Huh. Maybe I haven't given kumquats a chance. I just, if you learn one thing today, just give kumquats a chance. Dan, give him a we chance. Are saying. Hey, do you want to come over later and split that pair? <laughs> no, it's not a pair, it's a plum. <laughs> oh, I ruined um, the joke. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. It's okay. We'll we'll change it. We'll do ADR after this. Just is it bad that my instinct is like my fridge is open? Quick close it. <laughs> it's just a photo. <laughs> <laughs> what is this over here? What, what is, is all this? What is this that's, area over here? That's the whole. That's the ice maker. It's in the oh, door. Oh, that's the ice maker. Yeah. It's okay. Just the ice maker. Got it. Dullsville. And then we've got the dairy section here. You've got yeah. regular milk. You got almond milk, and it looks like sneaking in the back is some whipped cream. I when I need whipped cream, I make whipped cream with heavy whipping cream and and you know vanilla and some powdered sugar. But I think it's when my kids go to the grocery store with my husband, they put whatever they want in the cart, and it comes home. Got it. Like yeah. Like, like, the, cho- like the, the chocolate sauce here? The chocolate you... What is... Is this a Hershey's chocolate syrup? It's probably a Hershey's chocolate syrup. Well, you know, slumber parties. You have sleepovers. You got to give the kids what they want, man. Yeah, slumber party... Is it tough now with all everyone having a food allergy that kids come over and it's like, this one needs this, this one needs that, that one needs this? Yes, but my child is allergic to peanuts, so I'm not... I'm not... I'm like, who's got what? Let's Let's figure this out all right we order in a regular pizza and a gluten-free i don't know none of my kids friends are gluten-free that seems like something that happens as you get older and your body hurts all the time there's got to be one friend though that you dread when they come over because they've got all the allergies and the whatnot so put that little child on blast right now give us the name (laughs) it's not the allergies we have a family uh that we're very close with and they salt everything within an inch of its life. So the kids come over and I have made like a stovetop mac and cheese from scratch. It's beautiful. It's tasty. It's whatever. And they will salt it before they taste it. And I'm like, kid, why don't you give me the benefit of the doubt that it's good enough for you? That it's like, it's like never. And then they taste it and then they add more salt. And it, I don't know why it annoys me because I'm like, why do I care? Why do I care? I have a talk with myself. Like, why do I care that this child adds salt to everything? But they do, and it bugs me every time. <laughs> I get it 100%. I have a buddy like that. I mean, he's like a grown man who just has lost his taste buds. It's kind of sad that a child is doing that. Yeah. But he will do that. He will, sp- he will salt food before he eats it. And I'm like... That you're so not trusting of the world. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like you don't think I'm going to cook well enough for you. Right. You don't think Little that hurt. I can gauge. <laughs> yeah. But they're right, though. That's the problem is that they're like, I guess but I'm right. for them, they're right because they, that's what they're 
Wait, but is that a thing? Like they've de- ruined their taste buds? Does I salt think they, ruin you, your taste buds? Well, when your salt doesn't ruin your taste bud, but when your taste buds start dying out, you need more salt so that you can feel more. It's like, you know, it's like you want to... You... <laughs> like emotions? <laughs> yeah. That it's would like, be amazing. <laughs> it's like uh, cutting, but it's like cutting, but for your mouth. <laughs> you just want to feel something, man. I just want to feel it. Oh, God. But yeah. that's so I feel sad for those kids because they're going to have like high blood pressure like b- before their quinceanera. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're sriracha here. Uh, I'm going to send you a bottle of sriracha after <gasps> this episode because it looks like you have one tablespoon left at the bottom. And that's I don't know what, what I use the most. That's my sriracha. Stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I put it on a uh, lot. The stuff. Really? I, I do too. Uh, I'm going to turn you on to a new hot sauce. They're not even a sponsor of the podcast, but I've been loving them so much lately. Ooh, what is it? It's called Yellow Bird. Okay. And they make an amazing sriracha because instead of using gums and stabilizers they, and sugar, they use dates and raisins as their thickener and sweetener. Ooh. So it's a little more natural, but it also just tastes a lot better, I think. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. What's in the casserole? What the hell oh, is the casserole? Oh, oh, what's in there is not my best work. I make very good lasagna. Okay. <laughs> this, this time, I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's, um, well, you've never, have you ever heard anyone say, I love a lasagna. Let's, I'll take the crunchy one. <laughs> I don't think I sauteed the vegetables long enough. I was actually. Oh, trained- crunchy like- it's like crunchy, like it's a little crunchy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got it. It's like the vegetables are crunchy. I thought because sometimes I like it when the when like there's like the crisp, like the corner piece of oh. the lasagna has that crunchy from the cheese. Oh, absolutely. That is bring it on. You know, that's a good. No, you're piece. talking about you're talking about raw vegetables. <laughs> I didn't. I got those. You know, those little tiny zucchinis. Yeah. That they sell it. Yeah, I love those. And I thought this time, oh, because I my daughter, one of my daughters is vegetarian, so I was making a um like a meatless sausage lasagna and I always like to put more vegetables in there. So I, I put the, and I, I make my own sauce and then I use that for lasagna and that's full of like veggies and the, what, you know, like impossible meat or whatever it is. And I just, I don't think I sauteed the vegetables long enough because this lasagna is crunchy and it's not going as fast as the other ones normally go. Mm. I think it's still, I think I got to clear it out today. I'm wondering if there's a way to save that. I don't think so though, because it's like, you've got internal issues. It's got structural problems. (laughs) It's got structural problems. Uh, I wonder if you like throw it in a microwave that might cook the vegetables inside. Nah, Nah, (laughs) nah, because that's how they heat it up and it's, uh, it's coming a lot of this stuff goes to school and I think they take a couple bites and then they just come home. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. just tell mom she's great at what she does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, mom, not your best work, but your best work is real good. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, well, actually, I have a couple lastly. Okay, all right. We've got a lot of maple syrup. There's a little, you've got a lot of like, all of your drawers in the door have like multiple things of things <laughs> that you only need one of. Yeah, no, I know, man. I don't think we're we're good at buying new stuff or like with a sleepover, you're like, oh, I don't think you're at the grocery store and everybody's like, I don't think, oh, and we're going to make pancakes. I don't know if we have maple syrups. We just buy another one. And then we don't yeah. do the thing that I learned to do at restaurants when I worked there is like, I don't spend the, the evening then like marrying the ketchups or uh is that what it was? Like, <laughs> got to do your side work. Yeah, you got to. Did you work at a restaurant ever? You got to do your side work, marry the ketchups. I did um, not. I never worked at a restaurant, but I've put a lot of people to work at restaurants. Oh, that doesn't Could... count. No. <laughs> are, but are you like the customer that's like, now get to work marrying the ketchups? <laughs> yeah, I, I give them orders that have nothing yeah. to do with me or my meal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Do your taxes. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> April 15th April coming 15th. up <laughs> remember get an extension or, 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 or write the check no I, I have I honestly before I even had to take this photo the last two weeks I've been looking in this fridge going oh god what is it all like how long do you keep mango chutney a half a jar of mango chutney before you toss it like do you have rules about your fridge in terms of like 
this jam has seen better days by. I just threw out actually literally before starting today. This is a yeah. We're pulling the we're we're pulling back the curtain. Let's do it. I threw out a bunch of stuff uh, out of my fridge, and I had like so. Let me ask you this: You roast okay. a chicken. Yeah. Two days later, you turn all the rest of the chicken into chicken salad. Sure, of course. How long do you keep that chicken salad? Ugh. Chicken salad goes pretty fast in our house. My husband's very, very good at chicken salad. Um, three days? Yeah, mine was in there for like two weeks, and I was like, that's a lo- Oh, oh no, because then it's like sweating. It's sweating, it's coagulating, there's a no. lot of... Yeah, yeah, that was out. That was out. Yeah, I had some tomato. I feel like every time I get tomatoes from Whole Foods, uh, within like two days, it's like a petri dish. How long do you keep tomatoes out on your countertop before you move them into the fridge? I don't do that anymore. I know they say you're not supposed to put them in the fridge, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. You put them. I in don't the know fridge. that I've. I throw them in the fridge. I used to do that, and my husband gets mad. He mad, not mad at me. He's not like, God damn you. <laughs> What? How many fucking times? You, <laughs> woman, he doesn't do that. But he's like, right. they don't go in the fridge, and I'm like, they do for me. There's That's a couple true. polarizing in the fridge, out of the fridge things. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah. Bread. Bread in the fridge. Yeah. Some people. I put bread in the fridge now. I think it'll stay longer if you put it in the fridge. Oh, uh, I got um. Kids who love carbs. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds Kids like a who fun. Love carbs. That sounds like a fun camp. Kids who love carbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're signed up for kids who love carbs. So my kids are going to that swim camp. Where are your kids going to? <laughs> kids who love carbs. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> we bought them four sizes healthy. of clothes for the summer. Uh, <laughs> but. So it doesn't last too long. I don't know. So Look, I don't have sandwiches. As a single man who likes carbs, I you know I'm not like kids who love carbs, but I like my carbs. But I don't want to feel forced to have to eat them so quickly. Yeah, I don't. You know, when I travel for work, my that would be. I feel like so much of this fridge, I'm like I have no control over because there are three other people who are, you know, who wrap up. A, a quarter of an old tomato and stick it deep in a drawer that I find like a month later. But when I travel for work and it's just me, it's such a weird, I, I do stuff like that. Like put the, put the bread in the fridge and buy stuff that I think I should eat rather than what I want to eat. And then I get really sad that that's all I have to eat. I'm curious about your road uh, when you're on the road, when you're traveling. You're, you know, you're you're a big famous movie TV star. Oh gosh, it's hard to walk down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you go on the road, what is? I mean, as a mom who's doing a lot of family cooking, when you're on your own, do you just like go nuts? I, d- I mean, I do eat out more, and then I play. But when I first get someplace, like. Like I was in New Orleans to do Bill and Ted's Face the Music. And when I first got there, I was like, I am, this is going to be amazing because I'm going to be so healthy. And I went to Whole Foods. It was down the street and I didn't buy anything sweet. I didn't, it was like, you know, I bought carrots and kale and quinoa and just chicken breasts and this and that. And then would sit in my apartment and be like, I'm snacky. Like I don't have anything and realize like, I don't like to eat only like that and then I went back and got the ice cream and the popcorn and the cheese and crackers and you know I still eat healthy but like me at the beginning of the trip is different from me two weeks into the trip when I'm just like ah I don't you know I I start with with rules about it and then I get mad at the rules really quick and I'm like I'm not gonna I don't have to do this and I and then I go back to eating what I want and which is um like cheese and crackers at 11 p.m. with a glass of wine. That's not great. I mean, I think it's fine. It's fine. Who cares? Who cares? I've been drinking so much wine lately. So much wine. I love it. It's making me happier. It's true. It makes me happier. That's the dir- that's the dirty truth. The people they always like it's to say, "Don't drink wine because it's not a good long term plan for happiness." I disagree. You keep drinking the wine. You wake up. You put a little in your smoothie with a kumquat. <laughs> <laughs> the kumquat. 
<laughs> a little rosé with a kumquat. Ooh. A little kumquat cabernet smoothie. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can't. It's just when you get around friends that are like, oh, I'm taking everything out this month and I'm doing all this. And you're like, mm-hmm, yes, me too, for sure. But it's all lies. It's all it's lies. It's all lies. We all know everyone's lying all the time. I think I'm the only one who's trying to be honest about it. And then people tell me I You're the only one? You're I'm the only a one. hero. <laughs> I will say New Orleans, New, or- New Orleans is probably the worst city to try to be healthy in. No, you have to give it up in a second because even the like five-star restaurants, I don't, do they go to five stars? Um, even the really fancy restaurants use Seven way stars, too yeah. much salt. Oh, yeah. And that was what got to me after, um, after like two months there. I had some amazing meals. And then even after a while, I was like, even those places, you walk away and you're like, I feel puffy, so much salt. And I'm only like that whole movie takes place in one day of time jumping. So the costume's not getting any bigger. Just my my waistline. That's (laughs) it. Yeah. It's it's weird. When Erin time traveled to the past. (laughs) She got so puffy. She got puffy. So puffy. Yeah. Well, there's different humidity in the past. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. That New Orleans might be the only city where your friends, uh, where your kids friends uh, would be like, this is enough salt. We're yeah. good with the salt continent content. Yeah, th- or no, they'd be like, I finally found it. Found my spot. <laughs> my happy found place. My spot. <laughs> <laughs> what is your LA restaurant? So you said you're going to Bakari tonight. Are you <sighs> I could see you being fun at a restaurant. I could see you being very fun with the servers. You you doing oh a lot of bits? You doing a oh lot my... of bits, Aaron? <laughs> you're you're a very fun bit your bits are very fun. We would Thank do a lot you. of bits on the we again, we were on a movie together. Yeah. We would do a lot of food bits because I think I think let's be honest here, because this is gonna come out probably I don't know if the crafty people from that movie listen to this podcast, but the food was abysmal. It was so sad. I mean, what do we expect with like a zero tier low low budget indie movie wait i've been selling this as like a huge blockbuster it's film gonna be to a my, hit it's gonna to be my a listeners. hit but they'll they'll be it'll be a hit because they'll be like they made that for what you'll be like ten dollars uh and they're gonna be so impressed that the performances look better everything and they're like and they were poorly nourished wow guys i'm in i am invested in this story <laughs> Uh, no, the food wasn't great. That's going to be like the BuzzFeed article about this movie. Like, these eight actors Here's some shit nothing. on the crust. On, these eight actors come out as being total assholes complaining about the food. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that movie was so fun. And I, there is something to the... Because I've had one other experience like this where it's so low budget that like they don't have the money to spend on trailers. There's no space. Right. It would be way too expensive to have trailers for everybody. So we all just hung out all the time in that screening room, which I did on um, a movie years ago called It's a Disaster. And that movie was also the most fun because all of us enjoyed each other like this movie. So we were just it was like friend. It was like a friend's picnic every day. It was like we had to go work sometime. It was like summer camp. Yeah, it was like summer. Camp. It was like kids who like carbs camp. Kids who like carbs. <laughs> but we would do this thing. I would have a fun game that I love to play, which was guess what the food's gonna be today. Oh right, right. And we'd all go around guessing, and uh, even if we were right, we were not happy with the food. We're not happy. I do like that the one day that the salad dressing was really good. And we were trying to figure out what was in the salad dressing. I'm like, it's like a raspberry vinaigrette or something. Or, and you were like, no, it's a... And the, all the guy told us was, it's a vinaigrette. And we're like, yeah, but didn't you make the food? What are the ingredients? He's like, I think like olive oil and vinegar. We're like, no, there was something so distinctly citrusy or fruity. Oh, 100%. Or something. 100%. Was... And the guy who made it was like, it's a vinaigrette. <laughs> Wait. What? We couldn't get to the bottom of it. We said, can you please find out like exactly what is, what's in it? And he's like, all right, I'll make a call. And then he made a call. And then he came back to us and he goes, it's a lemon vinaigrette. And it's like, and it, all vinaigrette has lemon in it. What? <laughs> I don't. It might have been his first job. And he like, I just 
ma'am, like, sir, just serve the food. I don't make the food. I'm not like a, I put I it in these containers and I give it to you at lunch. And I write the signs like that's the can you please not. <laughs> he might have been having the worst day of his life. Like like his wife just left him that morning. Oh, no. It's and so then like sad. these like actors are like, tell me what's in the sauce. Yeah, it's he like, ran you over a... his cat on the way out of the driveway. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's in the sauce? Why are you allergic? No, no. We're just playing a fun guessing game. <laughs> having an argument about it. We weren't fighting. I take that back. We've not, we haven't had we haven't we haven't even had our first fight yet. <laughs> no, we were bonding. We were bonding over food. <laughs> Whether you're thinking about eating a plum or they're your favorite summertime treat, here are a few things you might want to know about the humble plum. Plums are the second most cultivated fruit in the world, grown on every continent except Antarctica. The first most cultivated fruit in the world? Kumquats. Just kidding, it's apples. Believe it or not, plums have a large family tree and are related to apricots, peaches, apples, cherries, raspberries, pears, strawberries, and almonds. How did the almond get in on the fruit orgy? No clue. And lastly, Probably one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. When a labor shortage hit California in 1905, a farmer trained a group of 500 monkeys to harvest plums. While they did a surprisingly good job picking the fruit, they also ate the whole goddamn harvest. Who could have seen this happening except literally everyone in the world? I am going to get to the questions that I ask every guest oh, okay. in the podcast. Things can get contentious here. This is where we might okay. start fighting. All right, all right. Actually, no. It's going to be fun. What is your earliest food memory? Um, is it the sad thing is I think my earliest or the one that is like burned deepest into my brain is that when I was young, my parents were very, very healthy, and we, my dad, forced us to all to be on something called the Pritikin diet. Oh and the Pritikin diet is where you just eat vegetables like you. There's no meat. There's like gr there's some grains, but it's just grains and vegetables. And it was like it was the late 70s, early 80s. And so it was all like zucchini casserole and just right. like raw vegetables and stuff. And. It was so terrible. Like ours was the house where it would be like, do you want some carob? <laughs> like, no, I don't want carob. I just want like, or it'd be like, you can have some trail mix and it's got carob in it. <laughs> the cereal was just called like puffed rice. It was like Kashi puffed rice cereal. That's yes. all we had. So that is my earliest, most traumatic food memory. And then we went and then we went off it. My mom was like, this is bullshit. We can't do this. The kids like are crying every meal. Like, this is so intense. My dad was like a marathon runner and he was all into being so super healthy. But it was not sustainable. And then we went way far the other way so that by fifth grade, we were the house that you'd come over and we you could make like an Oreo cookie and milkshake after work. And after work, <laughs> the work of going to school. <laughs> right. I clock, I punch in on my job at, in Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Carlton's class. <laughs> Sit down, smoke your cigarette, do your times tables <laughs> during during your union break, <laughs> uh, aka recess. Uh, and then you come home, call your rep, eat a sleeve of Ritz, and. Uh, <laughs> punch out but yeah like it went the way the other way that we became like the absolute junk food house throughout like later on interesting i feel yeah. like we grew up kind of similarly but for different reasons like your your dad had a little bit more of a hippy dippy reason yeah. for eating like that my dad was like very kind of european and he was like in europe they only eat organic stuff so we're doing this was way before organic was oh. even a thing in america so he was like Everything was kashi, a lot of kashi. So much kashi, kashi all the time. And then it turned me and my brothers into like, it was like prison, but like we would have like bags of like cereal that we stole from like our friends' houses and we'd like hide them under the bed and we'd like trade like for cigarettes. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine the parents of your friends being like, where does all the cereal go? <laughs> like, 
well, I just bought Fruit Loops. I just bought them. <laughs> we literally would take Mom, the I Kashi. Don't know. <laughs> Mom, I don't know. I don't know. After those adult boys come over, we're always missing something. Yeah, no more Oreos. <laughs> We literally would take the bag of the kashi out of the box and then put the uh, what is it called? What, what was our favorite? Captain it was Crunch. What'd you do? It wasn't Captain Crunch. It was the uh, oh god! It was uh, uh, fruity fruity pebbles. Fruity, fruity pebbles. pebbles. You know what? There's a part of me that really wanted you to say just one step up from kashi that you're like raisin bran. <laughs> you're like to us that was. The other one's too sh- Our palates couldn't take it. But <laughs> raisin bran. Right. It was uh, the grape nuts with Gra- dates. <laughs> I, I love that's the cereal that I will eat today. I don't grape eat nuts? cereal, but I will eat grape nuts. I love grape nuts. Grape nuts are fun. When it gets a little mushy, like when it just get when it hits the sweet spot, it gets a yeah. little just out. That's good. Just a little. You want it a little al dente. Yeah, yeah just a little. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Oh my God! You were just a hoarder, like a little prison hoarder. <laughs> yeah. It How was old so is? Sad. Are you younger or older than your brother? I am middle, so there's three of us. Oh, me too. Yeah, you're middle. I am middle. Older brother, younger sister. You know. Oh, we're just dying for attention. <laughs> look at me! Look at me! Look at me! <sighs> okay, so let's think of a reason for you to be on death row. So your okay. dad is like, guess what? We're going back to the Pembroke diet. <laughs> Again. <laughs> okay. And you're I'm, like, I can't take it anymore. And I won't you, take one more day of the property to try it. <laughs> no more property. And you just shove a whole thing of raw kale into his mouth and he starts choking and I kill him. I kill my father. You, you kill your father, you're on death row. Patrick. The only the only thirteen year old on death row. Sure. Um, and it's time for you to choose your death row meal. What is your death row meal? Not as a 13-year-old, as, as adult Aaron Hayes. Okay, I'm going to go with this meal because this restaurant closed and this meal at this restaurant was my, like, when I thought I had to eat really, you know, when I was like, ooh, I got to eat so well during a whole project and then it would end and I'd go get, like, a really decadent meal. I would go to Cafe 101 mm-hmm. and I would get a tuna melt the sweet potato fries and a huge mm-hmm. milkshake. Wow. And I think that's what I'm going for. Wow. Old school diner style. Diner style. Yeah. I love a tuna melt and then sweet potato fries can get it. Uh, <laughs> and probably like an Oreo cookie milkshake. Like I'm in fifth grade again, coming home with all my friends. Now, this this restaurant was the one that's like close to, that's in Beachwood. Was it like close to the UCB Theater, that place? Yeah, it was the one right by the entrance to the 101. Um, right. And there was a hotel attached to it called Cafe 101. It had yeah. the big diners. It was such a good place. You'd always see some friend or you'd see some like, you'd be like Tara Reed's over there, you know, or like some weird celebrity. <laughs> and you would yeah. open all night and it was such a cool place to go. It was a fun they ha- and they had great like salads and diner stuff and all the goods. I had a funny, this is a side side story, but I had a very funny celebrity sighting uh, two nights ago. <gasps> Ooh. Well, I went to go, it was funny because I went to go and see, I'm not good at celebrities. I'm not good at, I actually yeah. am going to have to even look up his name. Even, and you're going to be like, you need to look up George Clooney's name. What is the, what's that movie um, that was? Tom Cruise. N- yeah, Tom Cruise is there. And I was like, hey, man, you excited to see the movie? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my movie. What was that uh, that movie that everyone loved but I hated on Netflix? Oh. It was called like, pa- not Power of the Dog. Some- yeah, Power of the Dog. Was it Power of the Dog? Oh, Something it was of called the dog? Power of the Dog, yes. Yeah. You just, do you, here's the thing. Do you just like not get cinema? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> do you not get subtle storytelling oh, oh boy man if it's not marvel i don't want to see it <laughs> <laughs> okay power of the dog um which character who were the two the two lead act the actor and the actress did that are actually see married jesse in real Plem- life did you see jesse Plemons? yes and his saw- wife kirsten dunst yes okay so me and kirsten D- so they are they're in line to get the at the bar area the movie started already so there's only a few people out there my friend was in the bathroom so i was just standing right there and what what movie were you going to see top gun oh okay oh okay top gun and imax and i looked at i kirsten dunst didn't even track for me but uh what's his name jesse jesse, jesse 
Clement, thank you. I saw him and I was like, that guy looks familiar. I was like, and he looked at me and and I was looking at him as if like I might have like worked with him on something. And now I have now I have to like be nice to him, but I don't even know who this guy is. Like one of those. And then he must have seen me and been like, oh God, this guy recognizes me and now he's like gonna be weird. And then I was like talking to Kirsten Dunst's uh I'm assuming mom, because she was like I was like, have you seen the movie before? She's like, no, I haven't. I was like, you guys, get your drinks and get in there. It's a fun movie. Thinking like, oh, I'll give him, this guy must recognize me. I'll give him a little bone. <laughs> I'll throw him a bone. So, so gracious of you. Oh, I'll, I'll talk to the mom, get some points. You know, <laughs> they'll feel so great. I'll be like, oh, so nice of that famous person to talk to my mom. Guys, here's a code for half price on my cameos. Just whenever you need it. Wait, how long did it take you to realize that you we're not the more famous person in that scenario. I didn't realize it until my friend was like, oh my God, Kirsten Dunst is here. And I was like, wait, wait. Oh, shit. Was she from that movie, Power of the Dog, with the other guy? That's the guy from Power of the Dog. And she's like, yeah, Jesse, I still Jesse Plemons. (laughs) Thank you. Jesse Plemons? And I was like, yeah, oh, man. That, 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 could have gone a lot different did he give you one of these where like some like a famous person will notice you looking at them and look over and just a tight lipped like hey man like one of those like hey like it's almost like a nod that's like hello yep it was he he did that yeah 100 percent. he did that and then kind of looked away like man i hope this guy's not weird and he's gonna he's not gonna like follow up (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i'm not good at famous people uh i was at dinner last night and I'm having a very out week. Um, we were in, like on Beverly at Angelini Italian restaurant. Ooh, very Angelini tasty. Osteria, which is yes. some of the most authentic Italian food in LA. I M O. It was delicious and it was nice. I was my was with my manager and my agents, which was nice because I didn't have to pay. Uh, yeah. And both me and my manager thought we saw what we're describing as um, pudgy Jamie Dornan. <laughs> It wasn't him, but we both did a double take. Like, oh, it's oh no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that is so funny. Yeah, I'm not good. You're probably better at this than I am. I'm not good at the at the. Did I? So speaking of Top Gun, I and did I tell you this story? Just be, I'll try to keep it as as condensed as possible. We were at a party. I was at a party with my mom because she was in town, and then but we had to leave early because I was going to do like the UCB show as a guest at the show. And so, but as we were about to leave, I was like, uh, "You're welcome, mom. Hollywood party. Look who just walked in." And it was when Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes were married. They oh walked God. into this party that had like 15 people at it. And it was okay. like, you're welcome. I was like, I'm going to go to the rath- bath- bathroom and then we have to go. So I go to the bathroom and I come back out and my mom is in a circle with some people and Tom Cruise. And then I'm like, hi, I do like a hi, like say goodbye to my friend. And then my mom's like, let's go, 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 let's go. And I'm like, what? what's going on? She's like, oh, Aaron, oh, no, I had such a senior moment. And I was like, what happened, mom? <laughs> she goes, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to katie holmes and your friend and then tom cruise walks up and he's like hello and she and i go hi i'm aaron's mom i'm like what? he doesn't know who i am she's like yeah but i just said that and he says nice to meet you and i look at him and i say nice to meet you ron oh boy <laughs> she was like oh i just could i knew it was a three three letter name it was just a three-letter name, and I just looked right at him, and I couldn't remember his name, so I said Ron. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. But the only thing I could, I was like, like, don't worry about it. In the scope of people meeting Tom Cruise, people have probably wet themselves. Or cry, right. uh, crying at the least, you know. Yes. People crying all the time. Calling him Ron probably doesn't even, like... <laughs> doesn't even like check a box on the weirdness for him wait i just think i feel like that's like the one that he just can't get out of his head though he's God, like I that hope one so. person who just God, didn't ron? Who thought i was ron howard ron like who did she ron <laughs> who did she think i was how did she not know and tom goddamn cruise yes you are yes i am his little pep talk in the day in the morning 
in the mirror every day in the morning. Yeah, it's I'm Tom Cruise. I'm not Ron. <laughs> not Ron. I'm not Ron Cruise. I'll show her Aaron's mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. What did you eat at Angelina Osteria, by the way? I had, again, wasn't paying. I had the filet mignon. It was Fuck delicious. Yeah. And then we had some fried squash blossoms and like a Love. beet uh, burrata salad and a, like a artichoke, roasted artichoke appetizers. And then the penna cotta. Mm. It was very tasty. There's something really exciting about going to a fancy dinner that you know you're not paying for. It's right? like, I will order things that I don't really want to have. I'm like, I'll have the trio of langoustines. Like, I don't want that really. No. But it's the highest number. I, I didn't even go for I just I did look. I perused the menu and was like, oh, everything is kind of in this price range. This isn't like way more than I've, I could have gotten the like $60 entree. But I didn't. I didn't do that. But it was very, very tasty. Yeah. No, I'm like, put truffles on everything. Yeah. <laughs> what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? Oof. I know you sent me these questions. And this was the one that I was like, what is it? I, I don't, this is so bad. I don't even remember the name of the restaurant. We went for some trip for a friend's 40th birthday to, we went up to Napa and then we went down to Sebastopol and went to this restaurant. Sebastopol? Sebastopol. Is that a real, is that a real place? Yeah. Learn your California. Sebastopol. Sorry. And I want to say it's like something Powell's, Michael Powell's or something. I don't even know if it's there anymore, but I was there with people who had so many food restrictions and they just kept bringing dish after dish. We had the whole restaurant dish after dish of fresh, delicious farm to table food. Like there was, you know, like our friend can't eat eggs and he can't eat wheat and he can't eat all of these other things. And Everything that came, he could eat, and everything was delicious. And there was such an abundance of delicious. <laughs> and now I can't even remember the name of the place. What a jerk! I'm, I'm so such curious. a jerk. No. I know. <laughs> well, I am because I could be giving this restaurant promotion. It's in Sebastopol. Yeah, Lowell's. I think so. I think the guy behind that restaurant was me too. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Cut the whole wow. thing. Cut the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, it's weird because he was very <laughs> tender when it came to our food restrictions. With, uh, with our food restrictions. <laughs> um, it, it was also like, it, it. I think it felt more high end than it did, than it maybe it was because like we had rented out the whole restaurant. It felt fancy. It was like yeah. food just kept coming. It was all very fun. That restaurant and all of Mario Batali's restaurants are just my cut, favorites. Cut the whole thing. My point is nobody <laughs> takes me anywhere nice. <laughs> Why is no one taking me anywhere nice? <laughs> what is your favorite low end restaurant? I'm a big fan of when I'm in New York, just like a street euro, like a big messy street euro. Yeah. That well, that's that hits the spot. Yeah, like the halal guys. Yeah, like, like the, the halal, halal guys and just go like sit on the steps of the Met and eat like a big old rah, rah, rah. Yeah, those are it's amazing how much meat they stuff in that piece of aluminum foil. Yeah. And how I, I will always finish it all no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. There's also the La Estrella taco truck on York and like 53 or 54 in Highland Park. And mm. those pastor tacos are hot cha cha. Mm. Yeah. I love me a good al pastor taco. It's tr it's the best taco. It's the best taco. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming for you barbacoa. Yeah, in your face, asada. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. off chicken just straight yeah, up fuck, fuck off chicken <laughs> fuck you chicken you chicken loser taco. what are you a 10 year old child yeah fuck you and you're dumb you don't even have a, a fun name it's just chicken pollo Ugh. pollo Good yeah <laughs> does that sound you can't still do that to each other mm. <laughs> I, I still do it as an adult yeah right oh you pollo <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, truly like nothing brings you back to a playground faster than someone going, oh, do you like that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think our kids are nicer to each other, though, than we were. Yeah, I, it's true. Yeah, they're not going to be as tough and, and, and rough and tumble as we are. Look at us. Yeah, Look at how we turned out.
We're on the streets in Euros. We don't even give a F. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not eating pollo like those fucking those kids <laughs> these days. It's <laughs> 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 so gross. Such a gross so sound. <laughs> People with whatever it's called are going to be able to listen. <laughs> Mesothemia. 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 There you go. <laughs> My brother is one of those. He can't take crunching. You crunch in front of him and he... he he will he'll be eating at a restaurant and if someone at the table next to him is like chewing ice like he has to go over oh no like, yeah i have a, i don't my husband when i eat will be like wow your jaw's really working overtime and i'm like yeah it pops sometimes <laughs> i can't help it it's my body i don't like i'm not trying to do it that's so mean. Yeah, it's mean. It's mean. I told you, get out of here, tomatoes. <laughs> Everyone's going to be worried about me. It's my TMJ. Ah! I know you like the sauce. I feel like you like the sauce. Uh, We've never really had a drink together. Let's do it. We should. What is your favorite drunk food? Drunk food. I mean, in college, it was a Totino's party pizza. A Totino's party pizza? Yeah, but I've been out of college for like two years now. Um, right. <laughs> Don't 22 yet or so many years. Um, favorite drunk food now? I mean... Wait, should I know Totino's? I don't know Totino's. Is that a... Just a frozen... It's the cheapest frozen... Oh, the frozen the ones. Frozen okay, got ones, it. You know, that is you it... would put in and then your whole... And then somebody would pass out on the couch and then you'd be like, the house is smoking. And you'd be like, Totino's! It's ready! Um, <laughs> uh, I mean... French fries, French fries will do it. Yes, but it seemed like you like a sweet potato fry more than a French fry. Yeah, but like at night or something, you'd be like, ooh, fries. Let's get some, yeah. get some fries. Yeah, specifically, what kind of fries? If you can have all the fries in the world. Uh, you, you come upon a fry genie. Fry genie. Like, I can grant you. I like a good mix of, if a fry is crispy, it needs to be crispy because it's got so much grease in it. Do you know what I'm talking mm. about? Mm-hmm, that almost mm-hmm. like that. Or I like uh, I like a little. I mean, I don't want to say soggy, but I like uh, I like a malleable French fry. Oh, interesting! <laughs> like I don't want it, or like crispy on the outside but soft on the inside. Got it. Okay. And then I will take a like a like a garlic aioli over ketchup anytime. Mm, like, did you okay. ever, did you ever go to the Oinkster in Eagle Rock? You ever been there? No. Oh I my haven't. god. They have, well, they've got like pulled pork sandwiches and all sorts of, um, you know, like Reuben and the, but they make a really good chicken salad sandwich with butter, so many butter pickles in there, bread and butter pickles. Mm. How many times do you want me to say bread and butter pickles? Butter, 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 <laughs> uh, bread and butter pickles. And then their fries with their garlic aioli is uh, the chef's kiss. <laughs> Aaron Hayes describes their fries as malleable. Ma- malleable. <laughs> I am nothing if not a food critic. I got all the right words. The podcast was going great until she described French fries <laughs> as malleable. Her favorite ones is malleable. I'm just picturing a French fry like resting on your finger, just like draped over it. <laughs> like, that's the kind of fry I like. That's how you know it's good. Pull them apart, wrap them around. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite hangover cure? I mean, another beer. <laughs> Truly the oh, only you're, answer. You're a hair of the dog person. I am a little bit of a hair of the dog person and And a power of the dog person. Yeah. That's when this is gonna answer one of your next next questions of what food do you not like to eat? Oh yeah, tell us. We can jump we can jump right there. Well, because this is answers the both questions. I don't okay. like breakfast. Like ugh. That's controversial. Oh. But breakfast is such a chore. Don't we like hear me out? It's like so many decisions every day. And then the decisions you make mostly make your body feel bad. Like I can't eat cereal. That's trash. I get just milk and sugared and my and then I feel bad. And then even right. like eggs, I'm like, ugh, so much decision making. So mostly every morning I have a smoothie because I just don't like it doesn't make me feel bad. And but when I'm hungover, that's when I'm like, get some waffles and let's get mm. some eggs. Let's get like a, let's have like a like a 
greasy spilly egg sandwich, right? With some bacon in there. You know what's so funny? I agree a million percent with everything you just said. Yes. I rarely have breakfast. I'm not Down really a breakfast, breakfast guy. I'm not a breakfast guy. I do usually, if I if I have anything, it'll be like a smoothie at 11 o'clock. But I'm yeah. not waking up and having breakfast. But when I'm hungover, oh, you bet your ass. I'm on Postmates getting a breakfast burrito sent over. Oh, my God. Right away. What about, have, uh, we live, obviously, all of my references, you do not, we do not live in the same side of town. But um, Tacos Via Corona in Atwater mm. Village has the mm. best breakfast burrito they are very famous for their breakfast burrito very famous i've never had it and i'll tell you why and i don't think i'm ever going to have it because it's a little bit of a catch-22 they they don't deliver their breakfast burritos and whenever i'm having a breakfast burrito i'm very hungover and i don't want to leave my house let alone wait in a line wait in a line yeah so i don't think it's ever gonna happen for me and the via corona breakfast burrito it's very sad so sorry it's very sad i mean i need to like hire an assistant just for that just to go (laughs) this is my uh this is this is susan she's my breakfast burrito assistant she's my food gathering assistant uh find me the most malleable fries susan make it quick (laughs) hey dan um can you ask your assistant uh to get back to those emails oh no she just gets me food when i'm hungover that's (laughs) she's a specific assistant she's a specific she's a specific what is your who's your favorite celebrity food personality this could be Oh, you have it on the tip of your tongue. No, I don't. I don't. Oh. This is this is goes back to my why does nobody ever take me anywhere nice? <laughs> I gotta I mean, have a favorite celebrity chef. Yeah, I mean this can be a food journalist. It could be an Anthony Bourdain type. It can be, you know, uh, Phil Rosenthal. It could be Uh I mean I do like watching old Anthony Bourdain episodes. Um I I like those ones. And then I don't have an answer for this. <laughs> that sounds like it. It's so sad. I don't watch a ton of food shows. I'm just watching like all the cinema that you snub your nose at yeah, all the time. Yeah. I'm just so I just so into cinema. Yeah, while you're watching <laughs> Power of the Dog, I am watching Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. It, oh shit! I got it. Have you watched? And this is like deep, deep Japanese foodie. There's some show. It, that is like from Japan that is part it's it's a fictional show but it's about a guy who goes around and tries sweet shops oh shit this is another thing I'm bringing up that I don't even know the name of it's so weird but it's this guy's like obsessed but he, it's like there's a script he, yeah. he gets a job at this place and everybody's these weird characters but he only gets the jobs that on his breaks he can go and try the most famous sweet shops in all of japan and then they're real shops like they're Hmm. real dessert places oh weird so it's like a hybrid uh scripted non-scripted so weird and then it's like he describes the flavors and they'd be like the umami of the this and the 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 sweet berry of this and then people the characters from the show like become those flavors i'm i'm getting andrew's telling me it's called kantaro the sweet tooth salary man yes kantaro (laughs) the sweet tooth salary man i'm not the best name for a show i'm not saying watch the whole show but i am saying watch one episode (laughs) because it is like like if you were to take psychedelics and still be hungry, this would be the experience you would have. Oh my god! Okay, it's so bananas. I'm gonna ask you this question. I'm gonna ask okay. you this question again, and I want you to answer it. Uh, hey, Aaron, who's your favorite celebrity food personality? Kantaro, the sweet tooth salary man. <laughs> wow, no one's ever said it's Kantaro, the sweet tooth salary man. <laughs> that guy. Check him out. Shows on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I love to just take a bunch of acid and watch him describe some kind of pudding <laughs> that I've never tasted and probably will never taste. I cannot wait to watch that show. It actually sounds like it's right up my alley. It's so weird. And it's also got that niche thing that like um, uh, Iron Chef used to have 
where, you know, the people on the side would be like, Squison, this yes. salt can only harvested on a full moon off the island of Kyoto. <laughs> You'd be like, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like dancing. It's dancing in my mouth. Like, it's got that bit of weirdness. Uh, so what, is, what a treasure. Do you watch it dubbed? Is the way to watch it dubbed? Is that? Well, the original one. Oh, the, the original Iron Chef you're talking the about. The original Iron oh, Chef. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm saying for Kantaro. Do I want to watch Kantaro dubbed or do I want to watch it in uh, subtitles? I think it's only... Oh, I don't think it is. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know that that's an, it's an option to watch it dubbed. I'm saying it's got that flavor of weirdness. Ah, uh, okay. As, got it. So, as, the, as the original Iron Chef where they would just drop this weirdest, most yes. insider baseball kind of um, kind of knowledge. By the way, I know that I'm kindred spirits with anyone who knows what squeeze-on means. Uh, squeeze-on. <laughs> and oh, they always be giggling <laughs> I, I find it offensive yet attractive <laughs> oh, I've never had such a wonderful flavored uh, piece of meat before I've been to the island of Kyoto and once harvested this particular salt uh, this is agreeable to me <laughs> this is making my taste buds very happy what is your desert island food? So you're on a desert island. Oh. It's one food you're going to eat for the rest of your life. You're never going to get tired of it. <sighs> okay. I thought about this. And this might be a terrible answer. But I thought it had enough stuff to keep me interested. Uh, so it's one of two things. And they're basically the same thing. One is like, honestly, like a Cobb salad, like a good Cobb salad. Huh. Because when they're delivered... It's all, everything's all separate. So like sometimes mm -hmm. you might just want the tomatoes in the, you know, maybe you could have that with a nice vinaigrette. It's like fresh and filling and blah, blah, blah. Or I love like a bowl of matter, like, like those big nursing, well, hear me out. Like those, like I love to make at home, like a hot rice and sauteed greens and you've got your roasted garlic and you can have sliced avocados and black beans and like put some sausage on the top, like a big nourishing bowl of like, I mean, I call it matter. Like I'll ask my kids, like, can we just have matter for dinner? And they're like, put a fried egg on top of there. You know, then it's like a little bit of everything. You could Kinda sometimes. like a rice bowl situation. Like a yeah, like Maybe. a rice bowl situation. <laughs> Aaron, you can't answer any of these questions straightforward. No. Nah, All of nah, them, nah. you have like 50% answers. Like, what's nah. your favorite high-end mood? Food. Oh, there was this Nobody restaurant. I don't know. It was in this town. I don't know what it was. I don't remember what we ate, but it was this place. Okay. You, yeah, but do you not appreciate the journey? <laughs> what's, your, what's your desert island food? Matter. Okay, let's unpack that, Aaron. A rice bowl. <laughs> uh, fine, Dan. <laughs> God, you goddamn purist. It's a rice bowl <laughs> with an egg on top and sriracha. You just say matter like I know what you're talking about. You're like, you know, matter. Matter. <laughs> a bowl of matter. It's like just stuff in there. <laughs> you know, in a weird way, I am giving you shit, but I 100% know what you're talking about because yeah. I do love a bowl of matter as well. Mine is usually... The, you need a base. It's either leftover rice right. or um, you can make it with, make it with, a, made salad. It with a salad with zucchini noodles that I'll, I'll cook up. Um, and then just like whatever greens and then a fried egg usually goes really well. And then you dump a bunch of sriracha on top. Yeah. Ding dong. Sriracha. Is there... Oh, we already did your food you can't stand eating. You hate breakfast. breakfast. And we're up to the last question, which is... Dana Dude's favorite question, which is what is or are your restaurant pet peeves? I don't like a jokey waiter. I know you mm. thought that I was the person that's going to do a bunch of bits with waiters, but I like to go to restaurants with people that I like to joke around with. And I don't want the waiter to be like, trying to like spend too much time at the table. Yes. It's a dance. It's, it's a, a dance. dance. Like be nice. And I don't like it when restaurants either way slow, the extremes, slow play you or rush you out of there. Mm. Yeah. So you you strive for balance. I like, like balance in everything. And if a server wants to do bits, you are you're out. I will just <laughs> shut it down. 
I'm like, like if you're the person that likes to do bits with the waiter, like I'm like the bad wingman. That's like, um, I'm sorry, we're having a girls' night. Oh my god, I cannot wait to go to a restaurant with you because you are probably I. You do more bits than most people that I know. You're so great at bits. You love bits. I love a bit. <laughs> But I want to do a bit with my goddamn friend. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to start doing bits with the server and just seeing how you react. Caveat. Caveat. Am I using that yeah. word right? Yes. If the waiter's really cute, I'll do a bit with him. Oh. <laughs> I mean, then, like, stick around, friend. <laughs> I love that when it comes to servers, you become a, very classist. You're like, you're serving me. Do not try to interact with me with humor. And, or B, very sexist. You're like, you, you can you, hang around. You with the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about a burger place. <laughs> Damn, don't be gross. <laughs> uh, oh my God, Aaron Hayes, this was so much fun. Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at my home. Here's my address. Um, <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hayes Lady, and you can find me on your television screen sometimes when they let me on there. Uh, and you can find her in the sauce section of any supermarket, buying more <laughs> sauces. Oh, so many sauces. So many sauces. Thank you, Erin. I love you. Thank you. I love you. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube. Like and subscribe please. We need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the show. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.